Podcast Answer Man, episode number 163. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Of course, this is a weekly podcast where I try to answer as many questions as I can for free to help you along in your podcasting journey. Also, like to share a little bit of my own journey in podcasting and new media, sharing what's going on in my life, doing this stuff full time, and I have a fun show prepared for you today. At least I hope I have a fun show prepared for you today. Hey, I am so excited to be here each and every week, and I just want to let you know real quick, um, I just put together the voicemails that I am going to be playing here in today's shows, and I want to let you know that uh, at currently, if you were to call in voice feedback and ask a question for the Podcast Answer Man show or send some audio feedback to play on the show, uh, you would probably make it within the next uh, one or two episodes. So right now is about the time to give me a call. Usually I I have about six weeks worth of material lined up. And just recently, uh, I've been uh, playing a bunch of show, um, a bunch of your feedback in several shows, and, and I'm starting to run a little low. So if you want to get your question into Podcast Answer Man, the phone number here. Again, it's 859-795-4067. Hey, uh, one of the things I want to tell you is that, as you guys know, I'm a big, huge proponent of saying, you know, if you have an audio podcast, you shouldn't just be audio podcasting. You should do some video. You should do a little blogging of text, writing out things. Uh, You know, you should be hitting all the different ways of getting your message about your passion, whatever it is, whatever your message is, you should be doing video, audio, and text uh, on your website. And one of the things that I posted on my website just recently was a blog post titled, Is Adobe Audition Coming to the Mac? And there's a video from YouTube that I posted or pasted into or embedded into my website And you should check it out because it is totally a brand new version of Adobe Audition and it would certainly appear to be running on the Mac OS. Now, there's some debate on whether or not it might be running in some kind of special program that allows you to run Windows-based software on a Mac computer. I will tell you this, though, I'm very familiar with uh, Adobe Audition, and I can certainly tell you that the video is official, that it is real, it's not faked, and it is not Adobe Audition 2.0, and it is certainly not Adobe Audition 3.0 that we currently have available to us on the PC. There are some features and some functionality in that video that are not anything I've ever seen. Now, granted, I don't use the full spectrum of everything that that is available to Adobe Audition. I mean, if you were a band and you wanted to produce a professional quality CD, you could do that with Adobe Audition. You know, I'm just producing some audio content and running some pro- post-production processes to really beef up the sound of my audio. So I do very little when it comes to Adobe Audition. But I do know that though, some of the features there definitely... Uh, point to the fact that this is the next release of Adobe Audition. Now, here's the other thing I will say, though, is that, um, you know, I'm not sure if maybe this was a new version of Adobe Audition running, like I said, in a, in a software program that allows you to run things on your Mac. There is all sorts of speculation, all sorts of conversation happening in on the, con- the comment section over at MacRumors.com, which is where I first saw this. And I'm telling you, I'm leaning on the side of where it might possibly be a reality that we get Adobe Audition on the Mac. If that's the case, my friends, I will be able to kiss Windows goodbye. I seriously will. Because right now, I have a 27-inch iMac. I have completely ported everything over to the Mac. I am now a Mac-only person, with the exception 
that I leave parallels running Windows XP open 24 hours a day, seven days a week on my tw- on my 27 inch iMac. It's in fact, I use a program called uh, yeah, it's a program called Spaces or a feature called Spaces on my Mac, and it's in space number two at all times. In fact, I'm going there right now, and I'm going to tell it to start processing another file. So I've, this is my fourth podcast of the day today that I'm recording, and I'm processing that in space two. Now I've just switched back to space one, back to my show notes and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, I leave I leave Adobe Audition up and running in space two inside of Windows XP inside of Parallels if that all makes sense. And I hate that. I I wish I could just run Adobe Audition on the Mac. And it's never been available on the Mac. But, um, you know, so many of the other products from Adobe are, such as, you know, well, the the other one that's important to me, of course, is just Photoshop. But um, it's a possibility. And I just love the possibility. And I will tell you this. I've, I've paid $349 for Adobe Audition twice now. And if it comes to the Mac and if I'm not able to port it over, I hope that I'm able to just take my license that I have on my PC and I'm, I hope that I can just port it over um, to the win, uh, into the Mac version. Uh, although I think this is going to be like a new release. I don't know if it's going to be, it could possibly be like a Adobe Audition 4.0. If that's the case, then, you know, maybe I can just get by with just an upgrade. But if worst case scenario, If Adobe Audition has the same multiband compressor, hard limiter, and functionality as as what I've been using on the PC side, if it has all of that, I will tell you right now, I won't even blink. I will pay $349 for the software again, and I will have it on my Mac, and I will shut down my Parallels Windows XP and only use that on rare occasions. Now, with that being said, I still am going to need a viable alternative to my MP3 tagging. So right now there are only two. Actually, I said there's only one thing that I really do on the Windows. I actually use my MP3 tag editor, which if you go to mp3tag.de, it is a, I believe it's a German site. Anyway, mp3tag.de is where I get all. That's how I tag. That software is how I tag all of my metadata into my files. I find that, you know, tagging your files in iTunes, for some reason, when you add artwork, that artwork does not show up on Windows Media Player on, uh, on, on the, uh, on Windows Media, on the PC side of things. So I want to make sure that, you know, that the artwork is actually showing up everywhere. And Daniel's in the chat room. He says, he goes, wow, that's $349 more than Audacity. Exactly. It is. But it also saves all your settings and presets so that when you do your multiband compressor, you don't have to redo it over and over and over again. So and when you're doing, you know, seven to ten podcasts in a single day, then uh, it, it it's definitely worth using. But it may not be for everybody. And I am certainly a, you know, on the fringe out there as far as you know, people who use podcasting as much as I do. But you know what? The thing is, there are some of you out there who want to go for consistent quality in ease of use, and you just want to be able to click a couple buttons and have what you want done, done. And that's what I love about Adobe Audition. All right, so moving along, we do have a couple questions that were submitted from you guys today, and uh, we're going to get right to the first question, and we're going to turn over to my great friend, Wayne Henderson, who wants to know something about podcaster insurance. Cliff, hi, Wayne Henderson here from the VoiceOver Journey podcast, calling in for the podcast Answer Man. And the question I have uh, this week is not only perfect for you being the podcast Answer Man, but also you can maybe draw on your past experience in your soul-sucking job in insurance. And my question is, how do you feel about possibly having insurance, I don't even know exactly what it would be called, but... I guess to protect you against uh, possible uh, libel, even though you know most of us uh, podcasters don't say anything that would be considered libel, but you never know. I heard a podcast, I don't remember if it uh, was uh, Jason Van Orden's a year or so ago, touching on it, but I forget what episode it was and exactly what it was about. Plus, you know, that's a year or two ago and things might be different then. How do you feel about that? Do we have to take any steps as podcasters or even 
just as uh, tweeters and bloggers, something that would encompass a little bit of protection on all those fronts. And do you have any idea what that type of uh, insurance is called and what it might cost? Don't mean to bring you back to your soul-sucking job in insurance, but drawing on that knowledge in order to help everybody in the world of podcasting, doing the things we love to do with passion. Thanks, Cliff. This is Wayne. Now, back to the Podcast Answer Man podcast already in progress. Wayne, thank you so much for your call and your question. And uh, yeah, I can give you a little insight into the uh, podcasting liability uh, insurance question. Uh, Now, Here's, here's the deal. First of all, the protection here is what, what if we actually say something and somebody feels like we have uh, either slandered them or we've, you know, well, yeah, slandered them. Um, we're saying things, representing them in a way that is not accurate and can do harm to their ability to move forward and, and all kinds of other stuff. You know, what, what happens if we do that? That certainly could be a potential risk, and I will tell you, I will encourage anybody who's listening to this to listen to the second half of Family from the Heart, episode number 112, and you can hear uh, you know, something that happened recently on our podcast, Family from the Heart, uh, where I had actually had somebody who threatened legal action if I didn't take down uh, the episode number 112 of Family from the Heart. Uh, she said she said she was going to get her dad, who's a lawyer, to to send me some stuff. But anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. So so just to think, you know, it, it is very possible that you could get somebody upset with you. And here's the here's the one thing I want to let you know is that um, uh, here here's the one thing anybody can sue anybody for anything. I mean, it, it's just crazy what people can sue for. Um, and you certainly have, um, and Daniel's in the chat room. He says, Ooh, what was 112? Well, you have to go listen to family from the heart episode number 112, Daniel, and you'll find out. In fact, if you listen to the first 30 seconds, matter of fact, here, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tease this for everybody. So family from the heart.com and I will click play and you'll hear the, you know, I actually did pull down the episode just to re-release it. Uh, and, and. Let me pull this up for you. Hold on one second. Okay, I have it pulled up here. I'm going to go ahead and hit play. And here's Hello, everybody. This like. is Cliff Ravenscraft from FamilyFromTheHeart.com and GSPN.TV. You're about ready to listen to episode number 112 of this particular podcast. And I wanted to give you some notes related to the second half of the episode, just in case you start wondering what's going on with the bleeped out name. Basically, we had received a call from one of our listeners who disagreed with our thoughts on higher education that we shared in last week's episode. Now, what we had done is we had played the audio feedback that was left on our listener voicemail feedback hotline. And after playing that, we had responded to her disagreement. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, after listening to the episode, she felt like we misrepresented her call and she requested that I take the episode down as she felt like it was unfair to represent her call in such a way. I've gone back and listened to the episode again in entirety and it is absolutely important to me, I believe, that we actually leave everything intact as much as possible. But what I have done is I have actually removed any reference to this caller's name. And I've actually taken the original call that was the voicemail feedback and I've ran it through some software to manipulate the sound so that you can't even tell the sound of this person's voice. So in in no way can it be traced back to any certain individual. But I did want to let you know that ahead of time. Stephanie and I sometimes will share our thoughts and opinions that are somewhat maybe counter to the way our culture has always taught us to believe things. And uh, this is a topic that, as you will find out later in this episode, and the reason why this thing's over an hour and 10 minutes in length, that it is a topic that we feel very strongly about. And with that being said, when you actually do hear the second half of the episode, that is why the audio actually sounds a little bit off when uh, the voicemail is played back and why we've bleeped out any reference to this person's name. But we've done this, you know, really in fairness to her she did not feel like we represented her well and I just want to let you guys know that Uh, but also I want to let you know to make sure that you understand when you hear Stephanie respond uh, and say that she feels the certain way she does um, she's reacting and sharing the way she feels not necessarily the way that the caller intended and we absolutely know 100% that the caller did not intend to, to come off sounding the way that we 
personally felt the the call sounded as far as the wording and stuff. So, well, if that's not going to get you to listen to the second half of this episode, I don't know what will. But anyway, we just want to say thank you for subscribing to Family from the Heart. And here's episode number 112 right now. All right. So there you go. You can you can listen to that episode number 112 at familyfromtheheart.com if you're interested in hearing what the whole uh, feedback was and then how we responded to that feedback. But anyway, so I will tell you this, Wayne, and everybody else listening, uh, that we we were asked to take it down. She she was very offended by our response. And she she said, you know, she says as she said it was slander. She said that um, I believe she said that I murdered her in a public forum uh, was another uh, phrase that she put in some email to me. And when I responded and with the definition of what slander was, and I certainly, you know, defended that I don't believe we slandered her. We just disagreed. Um, and so basically she said, well, that's fine. You, you know, that's a great definition from the dictionary of slander, but I'll have my, my dad, who is a lawyer, uh, send you a letter if that, if it comes to that. So, I mean, she was talking about threatening legal action about, you know, our response to her audio feedback. So out of 2,200 episodes, my first podcast, finally, where somebody threatens legal action about something I might possibly say in a podcast. So is it possible that somebody could get upset with something you said? Yeah, it is possible. Uh, Do I have podcaster liability insurance? No, I don't. I don't. Um, no, it's not because I don't believe in it. I just really personally haven't felt the need for it. I don't think I really go about doing things that I think would be legally actionable. Now, the thing is, is now because somebody's dad is a lawyer, could it be possible that they might, you know, might pursue something? It's like, maybe, you know, but, but obviously you can go listen to episode number 112, uh, yourself, and you might think, you know, maybe we were a jerk for how we responded, which I don't think we were. Um, but you could listen to it yourself. There's certainly nothing that any court, any jury, or any judge is going to consider us, um, uh, you know, responsible of slander in any any way, shape, or form from that episode. Um, but with that being said, if I get if I were to be sued and had to go to court, I mean, there's obviously legal costs and stuff like that and defense and and things like that. So that's where insurance can come in. So let me talk about per, it's called personal liability. And and for, for most podcasters, it's going to be personal liability. Now, for those of you who own a business and you're podcasting about your business, this is completely different. But let me talk about for for somebody who is doing this and podcasting is their hobby. Well, if you have a renter's insurance policy that has personal liability insurance included, which most of them do, uh, then then you should be okay uh, in some circumstances. Uh, if you have if you have a podcast, or if you own a home, more than likely, I mean, you better have some personal life insurance liability insurance on your home. But anyway, if you have home insurance, you probably have personal liability insurance. And what personal liability insurance does is it actually provides legal um, uh, legal fees. It, it, it provides legal defense for things where somebody might personally sue you for something. And, and one of the things that is covered under personal liability, of course, you might want to read the fine print in your policy, uh, which you can ask your insurance agent for. But it should actually include liable, liable and slander in the things that you are protected against. So if you actually slander somebody in your hobbyist podcast and somebody sues you and it's all personal and stuff like that, you could probably get uh, legal defense covered by your insurance company. Now, you now here's the deal. You want to probably talk to your own insurance agent about that. And, and again, I am no longer in the profession of insurance and I'm glad I'm not because I, that was a soul sucking job. Uh, but I want to tell you this, uh, talk to your own, get your own legal advice on this one. Here's the, here's the thing though. If you make any kind of money from your podcast, if you are, you're advertising in your podcast, any kind of advertisements at all, you got any kind of advertisements on your site. It could even be construed if you actually have affiliate marketing of any type, then the you may run into an issue where it's not personal. And because and, and the, your hobbyist podcasting 
um, could be considered a business and therefore not covered under the personal liability section of your homeowner's insurance. Well, that's where you come into what we call business insurance, and then you would need business liability. And um, now, of course, that business liability policies have been around forever. You know, you you know, public speakers. Um, you know, it, it just there's all kinds of. I mean, any kind of business you could actually do or say or write something about somebody and be sued for slander. And business liability insurance, uh, they should have some clause and coverage for that as well. Now, I will tell you when podcasting first came out and it got really popular, there were some insur- there was a few insurance professionals, very few insurance professionals that wanted to quote unquote kind of um, take advantage of the opportunity, not take advantage in a wrong way, but they were going to seize the opportunity in a way um, to really fill a niche and become the first to provide podcaster liability insurance. And so if you actually do a search for it, I, I knew at least one insurance professional out there had actually uh, went to a company and and had a specific policy made, a, a specific, yeah, a specific policy offering made for podcasters, specifically for podcasters. I never followed up on it. I was still podcasting as a hobby at the time when it came out. Uh, but you know, I, it's not something that I have even thought about purchasing at this point, although I probably should because I'm a pretty opinionated person and I'm not afraid of sharing my opinion. And I do interact a lot with people who call in. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't have the coverage myself, Wayne, and I'm not sure that I really feel uh, the urge to to run out and get it just yet. So one of the things that I will tell you that I have done is I have uh, created my business as a limited liability corporation. It's an LLC. I file with an S corp uh, election on my taxes and stuff like that. And I've been told and given legal advice. Now, again, this is what I've been given and this is my understanding. This is not legal advice to you. But I've been, I, the way that I understand it, that if I were to get sued uh, as a result of doing something with my business, that the only thing they could do is seize uh, any of the assets of the company if I were to, le- if I were to do something terribly bad. Uh, so worst case scenario, I get sued for slander. Somebody says I owe them $150,000. Worst case scenario, they could come and take away my 27-inch iMac, which I bought as a business purchase. And, um, you know, I, I, and maybe, a I don't know, maybe some of the, maybe a, a mixer here and there, or a couple microphones. I mean, th- th- that's my business assets. So, so there you go. Uh, but as far as being able to take my home and, and, and count all of that against me, I, I from what I understand, I have some legal defense there, but I'll tell you what, I, I have a friend of mine, his name is Gordon Fire and Mike, and uh, he actually is a entertainment lawyer. And I'm thinking about, he and I talked about this, and Gordon, I know that you're out there listening. Um, He and I talked about this a lot via email several months ago about doing a special webinar or probably a teleseminar where we would actually um, answer entertainment podcaster uh, legal questions and and have a, a, a bunch of stuff to talk about. So if you guys are interested in that, send feedback send me some feedback to feedback at gspn.tv if you would be interested in participating in a webinar where you could ask an entertainment lawyer about legal issues related to podcasting uh like using music in your podcast and and all kinds of other stuff you know as far as you know um oh gosh what do you get those agreements where you you have people sign uh some forms uh consent forms for you know um, interviews and all kinds of other stuff. But anyway, uh, if you're interested in something like that, feedback at gspn.tv, let me know. And, and, uh, I'll get on the ho- on the horn with, uh, Gordon and we'll put something like that together. I know that we had been talking about it. I just been so busy lately that I hadn't got around to it. All right. So, Hey, next up we have uh, a question. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to go to John next who had some feedback regarding the Dan Miller interview. And then this is the one where Dan Miller interviewed me, I believe. Go ahead, John. Hi, Cliff. My name's John. I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I just want, I basically don't really have any questions for you. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed your uh, podcast. 
um, I'm not sorry, not your podcast, but your interview with uh, Dan Miller the other night. Listened to it and uh, listened to it a few more times today. Thought it was excellent, uh, inspiring, and uh, really, uh, really keeps me going. I'm trying to get out of the nine to five grind and uh, do my own thing, and I've hopefully one day we'll be at that. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's, I think it's uh, great that you did what you did, got out of your, you know, your your insurance business, and got onto what you really wanted to do. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep moving, and uh, I just want to say thanks uh, for a great inter- interview. So uh, thanks a lot, and keep doing what you're doing. All right, bye-bye. All right, John, thank you very much for your call. And, you know, I had a fun time. Anytime I get to talk with Dan Miller is a great time. I'm not too happy about the circumstances, though, that I'm actually talking to my good friend Dan Miller uh, today. Uh, he got his his office right next to his office. I'm just talking feet away from his office. Lightning completely obliterated a tree right next to his office. And of course, it fried power lines, uh, completely knocked out all the ports on his computer and possibly knocked out uh, the headphones channel on his uh, nice Mackie mixer that he purchased from me. So um, not too not too happy about the fact that 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 occurred. And so um, anyway, I'm going to be working with him tonight to help him find an alternate alternate way of getting his audio from his Edderall recorder uh, that he's going to record today over to uh, to the website. So anyway, I'm going to be talking with Dan Miller tonight. But uh, yeah, I enjoy it. You know, I'm, I'm a blessed person to be where I am. And, and I, I really want to give credit to God because I really feel like his hands have been upon a lot of the decisions that I've made in my business and, and in my direction that I go. And and stuff like that. And and I just want to encourage you, John, and everybody else listening to this, you know, keep pursuing your passion. And I'm going to tell I'm going to recommend a book to you to everybody listening. If you haven't read it already, it's a book by Jason Fried, and that's F R I E D, I believe. And the book is called Rework. I really want to encourage you to get this book. It's called Rework. I'm going to pause for just a second and I'm going to pull up a little uh bit here. Here we go. And 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 so basically, I, what I did is I just pulled up my iPad here. I've got the Kindle for the iPad uh, application on here, and it and it's awesome, by the way. And I'm reading Rework, and this the, there's by the way these chapters are like two or three paragraphs each. Each each little section is it's really great nuggets of of just wisdom. And anyway, listen to this one. It's called the Myth of the Overnight Sensation. Okay, here and I and and trust me, I, I believe this one. 100 billion percent. All right. So if, if that tells you anything, I'm going to read to you. This is word from word from his book, Rework. You will not be a hit right away. You will not get rich quick. You are not so special that everyone else will instantly pay attention. No one cares about you, at least not yet. Get used to it. You know that those overnight success, you know those overnight success stories you've heard about, it's not the whole story. Dig deeper and you'll usually find people who have busted their butts and I've actually replaced one word there for you guys. Uh, for years to get into the position where things could take off. And on the rare occasion that instant success does come, it usually he says it usually doesn't last. There's no foundation there to support it. Trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard, but you have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time before the right people notice. You may think you can speed up the process by hiring a PR firm. Don't bother. You're just not ready for that yet. For one thing, it's too expensive. Good PR firms can cost upwards of $10,000 a month. That's a waste of money right now. Plus, you're still just a no-name with a product nobody's ever heard about. Who's going to write about that? Once you've had some customers and a history, you'll have a story to tell. But just launching isn't a good story. And remember, great brands launch without PR campaigns all the time. Starbucks, Apple, Nike, Amazon, Google, and Snapple all became great brands over time, not because of PR push up front. Start building your audience today. Start getting people interested in what you have to say, and then keep at it. 
in a few years, you too will get a chuckle when dis- people discuss your quote unquote overnight success. My friends, this is an awesome book. Rework by Jason Freed. And for those of you who want to buy this book, I actually have an affiliate link with um, um, Amazon. You can pick it up on Amazon. It's not that expensive. Just head over to gspn.tv slash rework. And that's uh, generally speaking, Production Network is what that stands for. Again, that's gspn.tv slash rework. And uh, it's an excellent book. Now, James in the chat room, check this out. He says, you know, you, you got to get this. He says, you got to give it a read. Just um, let's see here. Actually, I just started my coaching. Oh, you know what? There's been a lot of conversations since I actually saw that. Um, do, 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 do. Anyway, I won't go. I can't find the spot in the chat. But anyway, I, I saw somebody in the chat room say that it's a great read. You can read it in one afternoon. And I'm sure that that's the case. Uh, but it, it is funny. I, I mean, literally, this is a book that I should be able to read in just one afternoon. I have been reading it for the past three weeks, and I am now like 73% of the way through the book. And let me tell you how I read this book. I read, you know, I what I'll do is I'll, you know, I the only time I read is when I have my iPad with me and, and um, you know, I get it some free time here and there. And so I might have like five minutes. I open up the Amazon Kindle. I go to that that book and I'll read just one section and then that's it. I won't move on. I'll just read that one section and I'll just think about my business and, you know, to see where I either agree or disagree or where I can apply this truth of this principle in my business. And, and, and I just soak it in one little nugget at a time. And it's almost like a, I would almost consider it rework to be kind of like a, a business devotional, you know, it's where you just sit there and you just open it up and it's a thought of the day kind of book. So that's the way that I'm reading rebook rework. Um, and I'm really getting a lot of value out of it. And, and a lot of this stuff I've experienced. And as far as anybody who would look at me, I mean, some people I've actually had people refer to me as an overnight success. Uh, and that's far from the truth. Uh, it's exactly like, like what Jason says. If you dig deeper, you'll see there's a guy who's busted his butt for years uh, and, and then finally you get noticed by the right people, you know, and, and I will be honest with you when I got noticed by Dan Miller, by golly, I will tell you what, some things really turned around, um, some amazing things, but you know what? It wasn't until five years later that Dan Miller ever heard of who Cliff Ravenscraft was. So, so, and, and now he and I are great friends. We talk on the phone once a week and he sends more business to me than I can even begin to tell you anytime he talks about me on his podcast. I think if you go to uh, a recent podcast he did, let me pull something up here. I'm going to pause for a second. All right. So basically I've got it here. I'm unpausing now, obviously for those of you on the uh, recording, uh, this is from the May 26, 2010 episode of the 48 days podcast by Dan Miller, which by the way has, I don't know, 40, 50, 60,000 subscribers, something like that. Probably I'm, I'm not completely sure, uh, right now off the top of my head, but he's got tens of thousands of subscribers. Okay. Listen to this. Uh, by the way, my name, if you listen to the entire May 26, 2010 podcast, I think my name probably came up. My, the name Cliff Ravenscraft probably came up at least, I know at least three times, if not four or five times in this episode. So listen to this right here. And I've enjoyed the benefits of doing that. Well, first comment here comes from Leanne who says, Dan, thanks for your webinars. They're interesting, informative, and helpful. And she's referring to the Tuesday night calls that I do. Uh, Tonight's topic was very relevant. She wrote this last night, obviously, when I had on um, Cliff Ravenscraft, where we talked about podcasting. She says, I had just purchased my podcasting equipment last week. Between you and Cliff, many of my questions were answered. And I'm hoping to do my first podcast in the next week if I can get all the wires going to the right places. Well, as in most things in my life and business, when I want to learn about a new area, I use a coach. And I have, in fact, engaged Cliff as my podcast coach. So I have wires running everywhere here in my office. And if one of them got unplugged, I'd be 
up a creek because I have no idea where it goes or why, but he set everything up for me, which makes my turning things on and getting going pretty stinking simple and easy, and I'm grateful for that, and I encourage any of you who want to do podcasts and do the same thing. Now, you can start very simply. All right, so there you go. So you get a feel for that. Now, the one thing I will tell you is that, Dan, I I gave you an entire diagram of everything, every single knob and all the other things, and he knows this, but, uh, but I did. I gave him an entire diagram, and uh, it's all printed out, and it has every knob has a you know it's got the description of every knob what it does and where where it's actually turned so if if somebody came in if, if a grandkid came in and just messed all the knobs up he could actually take that 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 document that i provided and he could actually go back and redo all those now obviously dan's probably just set that to the side and probably didn't care but the good news is i i have that here and there have been multiple times when dan's called me up and says cliff i need to do this this or this and I basically take that diagram, I have a PDF copy of it myself, and I've been able to just simply look at a virtual copy of his entire layout as I diagrammed it out for him. So it's very helpful. But did you hear that? It was a personal recommendation. And again, my name came up several times in that episode. I'm not an overnight success. I am somebody who has been busting it for years and over time, my name got out and eventually the right people do take notice. And it didn't happen because of a bunch of PR and stuff like that. So I'm telling you, get Jason Fried's book, Rework. It is definitely going to help anybody out there who's aspiring to to do business, uh, to, to do a business. And I would encourage you to get that. Again, gspn.tv slash rework will take you to there. And uh, again, that is my affiliate page, just so you know, for Federal Trade Commission uh, I do benefit if you use that link. So there you go. All right, uh, moving right along. Uh, yeah, we're doing good on time. Uh, we're going to move on to Michael, who called in twice, and here's his first call. Michael, take hey, it away. Cliff, this is Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, and I am calling to leave a question for the Podcast Answer Man podcast. And first, I want to just thank you for all the uh, the help you've given me through the podcast and uh, initially after the Dan Miller Interview. So I've I've really gotten up and rolling on my blog and podcast, GoofyFitnessDad.com, and um, I had a question for you. I uh, did pretty much everything that you you suggest in your your um, podcast and some different things that I learned from you and learned on the web with getting the podcast created and uploaded in the RSS feed and submitted to uh, iTunes and all the different sources. Um, iTunes, though, here's my question. iTunes is taking a long time. Um, I submitted it last Thursday, May the 25th, I believe it was, and it's still in limbo out there. And I've searched on your site and a lot of other sites, and I can't find any consistent th- consistent answer to this. Uh, there are people who I know who I've interacted with on, on Dan Miller's 48 Days site who have submitted their podcast, and it's up and searchable the next day. So I don't know... If you have an answer to, to anything that I could do to, to get it uh, uh, the process sped up or anything like that, but um, I submitted the RSS feed through FeedBurner and then uh, tried to go back and resubmit through Libsyn after a little over a week, and it said that both of them have already been submitted. So um, if you can give me any insight into that, I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Michael, it sounds to me like you've had some trouble there. Now, of course, before I answer your question, I'm going to play his second call. Go ahead, Michael, take it away again. Hey, Cliff, this is Goofy Fitness Dad Michael from the Birmingham, Alabama area again, um, calling about the podcast answer guy. And I am uh, calling to follow up on the question that I left last night. Um, As luck would have it, iTunes approved my podcast today. So it took them about a week and a half for mine, whereas some people get it uh, um, approved the next day. So um, my question, I guess, has been resolved. So unless this is a good topic that you want to have on your show, there's no need to answer that for me now. But again, thanks for all you do. And I, I've really appreciated interacting with you and I uh, hope you're, you're not sick of me emailing you back and forth. And I really find a lot of value in what you do. Thank you so much. Hey, Michael, no problem at all. It's my pleasure to try to help out as many people as I can. And as long as one day you keep me in mind for consulting or big equipment purchases, uh, you know, that's why I'm out here and it's why I do what I do to get the word out about this. Uh, But at the same time, I, I also do this podcast because I have a passion for podcasting. And, uh, you know, hey, I wanted to let you know this whole iTunes thing. It is the biggest 
thorn in a podcaster's side. Uh, you know, but it, it's a double-edged sword because I will tell you. <clears throat> let me let me just say that um, it, it 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 podcasting is as popular as it is today because of iTunes. But at the same time, you know, iTunes just doesn't hit the mark all the time when it comes to to making it easier for people in the area of podcasting, um, especially when it comes to this directory, because they don't post a lot of help documentation for iTunes. They don't really tell you a lot about what's going on there and who answers what and how do you get things and how long is it going to take. There, there's certainly nobody you're going to be able to call and talk to. Um, you know, you're just not going to be able to get on the, anybody on the phone and talk to somebody in the podcasting department of the iTunes music, you know, store, the directory. Um, here's the one thing I will tell you. I have seen people who have been approved within hours with, I mean, I'm talking within two or three hours. I submit their podcast into iTunes and within two or three hours there, they get the email saying you've been added to the store. You'll start showing up in the feeds, you know, you know, within the next day or so. And, and usually sometimes even by the next day, those people will be able to be found via, via a keyword search for their podcast. I have seen people where it's taken three weeks or more to actually get their show to show up. Now, here's the one thing I do know is that there is not this huge department of people that work for podcasts. Now, although there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts listed in iTunes, uh, believe it or not, I think it's probably, I mean, if I had to guess, it's probably about three or four or five guys that, that oversee this little department over there. And, um, you know, they basically, they take hundreds, if probably not thousands of new submissions of RSS feeds, and they have to, number one, make sure that it is what it is. Uh, so if your podcast is not the type of podcast that you actually describe it as, then guess what? They will not approve your podcast. It'll just sit there in limbo. It could sit there in limbo forever. So if you actually said, or, or it'll get rejected. Um, so if you actually said your podcast is about business and technology and they listen to it and it sounds like a, a little comedy hour and, and, and it doesn't sound like you're talking about anything related to what your summary is, then they will either let it just sit there or they will reject you. Um, the other thing is that uh, they actually say that in the little bit of support documentation, they do suggest that you have about four or five episodes in your RSS feed uh, before you submit, and that speeds up your process. All right. And so because that way they can actually listen, you know, when they actually pull up your feed and they're reviewing it, they can go in and listen to a couple different episodes to kind of get a feel to make sure that you are what it is. And I think sometimes they just breeze through these. But uh, if you don't make it easy for them to really judge your content, whether or not it's going to be a lot of profanity, that's the other thing. If you have any profanity in your show at all and you don't have it listed as explicit in the RSS feed, uh, then you'll either get rejected or just sit there forever. But for you, Michael, um, I'm not sure what the issue was for your particular podcast um, and, and I will tell you what, there is no rhyme or reason as to why it does or does not take a lot of time to get anything done in the iTunes music store. Sometimes I'll go in and, and, uh, if you, let's just say you want to de- delete a podcast, your podcast out of the store, out of the music store. I will tell you what you have to do there is you have to actually go to your listing and there's a little thing that says report a concern. And if you click that drop down menu, then there's a little thing that says remove, remove a podcast or remove this or remove podcast. And then you have to put a little description and you tell them why you want it removed. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen that happen within 24 hours and I've seen that take as much as three months with multiple requests. It just depends. And I will tell you this though, Michael, the, the experience that you've had is really out of the ordinary. I can't remember now because I've been talking so long. Uh, how long How long it took you? Was it two weeks, did you say? That is way out of the norm. You should get submit. You should actually have your podcast approved usually within 48 hours of you submitting it. That That's average. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, from the ones that I su- submit, 
I usually have a success rate of getting podcasts uh, done, uh, submitted and approved in iTunes within 24 hours. Now, when you actually submit a podcast, you're submitting it under your Apple ID because you have to have an Apple username and password to be able to sign in to iTunes to submit a podcast. And um, one of the things that I do for all of my clients is I create a little test MP3 file that I throw into the RSS feed. And I know that the guys over at iTunes know my voice by now because every single time they hear it, they know that, hey, Cliff's you know helping somebody else launch a podcast. And I don't know if they, they just know me well enough and they know my stuff that it just gets pushed right through. But even the clients who actually go through the steps of signing in and and put submitting their own iTunes RSS or their own RSS into iTunes, no more than 48 hours is normal. Um, but it does occasionally happen to where you you ha- you you deal with what you dealt with there, Michael, where it takes weeks and you go to resubmit it and all of a sudden it says, I'm sorry, your feed has already been submitted. Um, the only other workaround to that is you could actually take your feed and recreate a different feed burner feed and submit a new feed and maybe get in there quicker than the first one. But then you could end up with a duplicate feed. They don't like that at all over there. So don't take that advice at all. Anyway, Michael, I'm glad that you are in the iTunes store and uh, always happy to hear about a brand new podcaster. Okay, so I'm unpausing again here. Uh, I took just a second. I wanted to pull up another brand new podcaster's uh, uh, site here. This is a, a guy, his name is James Dibbon. And I just wanted to point out, this is a guy who's kind of done a majority of the stuff on his own. Now, I do believe he purchased the Audacity 101 training from me uh, that I did a while back, but he, I think he purchased that and went through and followed all the steps and everything like that. And uh, I want to say that he took all the training that we provided in the Audacity 101 video training product, and he came up with this. Listen to this. Blue Collar Business Podcast, episode number one. Everybody and welcome to the very first Blue Collar Business Podcast. My name is James Dibbon. I am the uh, owner, uh, curator, whatever you want to call it, over at BlueCollarCoaching.net. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and start doing a podcast that is for um, the Blue Collar community by a Blue Collar guy. And so what I'd like to do in this very first episode is kind of give you a quick rundown of me, um, my story, as it were, and why in the world I think I should be having some kind of a podcast and why in the world should you even be listening to it. So hopefully I can clear that up in this episode. Um, episode. Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what, James, I listened to the entire episode and I am really excited for you. Uh, I really appreciated hearing his first episode. Uh, folks, go to, it's actually bcrn.tv. And that stands for Blue Collar Radio Network. bcrn.tv. Listen to episode number one. And I want to tell you guys, this is a great example of what a first podcast should sound like. Uh, you introduce yourself, who you are. And, and I'll tell you what, he lays it out and he, oh, he says blue collar radio network TV also works very good. But anyway, um, he, he, he lays it out and he tells his story and I will tell you, I felt connected. I, I listened to his story. I learned how, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about James now and I, you know, I know where he lives. I know about his history with uh, family business. I know you know, about how he left the family business to go work in a different place. And I, I know about the first and I think the only place where he's actually been fired and why he was fired and and his thoughts about, you know, being unemployed for a while and and where it's led him to where he is today. So much information about it. And I tell you what, I feel connected. And it it's like, you know what? This is a guy who has some experience in business that might be interested to listen to. And and I'll tell you, great stuff. James, you, you, you're a great example of how somebody can get out there and just put their stuff online. And uh, I encourage people to go check that out. It's bcrn.tv or bluecollarradionetwork.tv works as well. Anyway, special plug for a guy that I think is doing a great job. 
not even being paid for it. How about that? All right. So there you go. Uh, although he did buy my uh, Audacity 101, which excellent job, by the way, mixing in your audio with the fade in the beginning. Great, great job there as well. All right. Hey, I have one more piece of audio feedback. And speaking of audio or video training products, here's Sean's call. Cliff, this is Sean Roberts with a, with a voice message for the podcast Answer Man. I want to let you know I, I think you're doing a great job. As always, you have a lot of interesting content. My question is about the video products that you're producing. I, I know you did webinars and you're going to turn them into products that people can purchase. Are, are they out already and available to purchase? Is there some place that I can go? I've heard you say that you made them available to certain people. I can't find them if they're out there. If you could mention that in your next podcast, Answer Man Show, that would be great. If they're not, when do you think they might be available? Looking forward to the content. You are a, a very good teacher, and I'm looking forward to learning some of these things. Thanks. Bye. All right, Sean, thank you for calling in. And you're right. If you go to my site, it's very hard for you to find these Um in fact, you'd have to have some kind of direct link to be able to even go to podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. And that's where, I, if you're interested right now, that's where I would go. GSP, or no, it's podcastanswerman.com slash webinar. And that'll show you, that'll tell you all about the training products that I've produced. Now, basically, I did this back in January and February of this year. I had this thing called the Podcast Answer Man boot camp series where I did six back-to-back over the course of two weeks. I did uh, six back-to-back two-hour-plus sessions of training on these topics. Social Media 101, how I built my brand. Adobe Audition 101, why and how I use it. WordPress for podcasting, a demo of how I set it up and basically, it's you could follow it step-by-step instructions to set up your own self-installed WordPress installation uh, over at Bluehost. And I mean, literally, follow it step-by-step and how to get your podcast all the way. I mean, it, it, anyway, I go from, from having no domain, no hosting account to having your domain, hosting account, installing WordPress, configuring all the plugins that you're going to... Or installing the plugins you need configuring everything, setting up your RSS feed, uh, and then setting up your feed burner feed and submitting it to iTunes. Everything from beginning to end in the WordPress for podcasting. And I mean, literally, it, it, it's I created a podcast in less than two hours and it's in that video. And you could follow it step by step. Um, let's see here. What I look at when I do 100, po- uh, it's called the pod- evaluating a podcast Basically, people hire me all the time to evaluate their podcast and help help give some pointers on how to improve, you know, to take things to the next level for them to grow their audience or to build their community and stuff like that. There are approximately 100 things that I look at when I do that. And this training series is where I literally go through and I share all the things I look at and what I'm looking for and why I'm looking for them. Very valuable uh, training product. Uh, GarageBand 101 for podcasters, everything you need to know about GarageBand to get you podcasting uh, with your free software included on the Mac. Audacity 101, which I actually brought in uh, my friend uh, Daniel Lewis to help co-produce that uh, training product. And uh, basically, it'll help you understand to be able to do the podcast much in the same way as my friend James that I just played his audio. Uh, He said he followed that step by step to help him get the audio quality that he did. Uh, And then, of course, there's the behind the scenes of how I do premium plus membership here for gspn.tv, you know, where I hold back certain episodes for people who are paid subscribers, not necessarily not on Podcast Answer Man, mind you, but uh, certainly on uh, many of the other shows that I produce. So anyway, that was the Podcast Answer Man boot camp series. Each of those sessions are completely 100%. I'm proud to announce they're all produced and and post-processed. And they're all online on podcastanswerman.com. Now, I currently still do not have the buttons in the page where it's got the descriptions and everything all written out and where you can actually click a little button to buy now. But here's the thing. Email me. 
Cliff, uh, just go to podcastanswerman.com. On the right-hand side at the top of the site, you'll see my email address is really in bold print right underneath the call me today. It's got cliff at ravenscraft.org. That's my email address, cliff at ravenscraft.org. Or I think you could probably just do cliff at podcastanswerman.com and tell me which one of those you want to purchase. And basically, I just send you a PayPal invoice and then I'll send you the, the information on how to access that. And by the way, with the training products that I have, uh, you get the original QuickTime movie files that you can download and you keep them for as long as you want. Uh, they're, they're higher quality because they are, um, you know, it's good professional, high quality video, high quality audio on those products. In fact, let me uh, pause for just a second. Okay, so I found what I, I'm looking for here. And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up a little clip from Social Media uh, Social Media 101. And by the way, James wanted me to tell you that he that that the uh, audio from his first podcast, that's the first time, he, that was his first attempt ever to do anything with audio. So go check that out. That was his first attempt. And I think it pretty much helps t- completely eliminate all the learning curve that you need there to, to produce high quality audio. Anyway, uh, so here, here's, here's a little clip just to give you the idea of what the audio sounds like from the training product, social media 101. Now, I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the author, uh, Seth Godin. Seth Godin is an excellent author. He writes, uh, very small books, uh, that are easy to consume, which are, those are my favorite, but they're usually pretty powerful in the actual content inside. And a book that he wrote um, not too long ago, about maybe two years ago, was a book called Tribes, T-R-I-B-E-S, Tribes. And I would encourage anybody who is interested here today um, to, to enough to actually come and listen to me talk for about two, two and a half hours about community, you definitely should go and pick up the book Tribes by Seth Godin and understand uh, get a greater understanding of just how much value you have to offer to the world. All right. So there you go. So you can tell this isn't just me on the telephone with a bunch of people, although um, there are parts in many of the training sessions because I did them as webinars and people were on the telephone listening when we were doing it live. All of my audio, which is a majority of the audio in these sessions in this training is all high quality studio audio. So I really want to encourage you guys to check it out. Um, In fact, I just finished post-production on all of it. Uh, And I want to just tell you, Social Media 101, How I Built My Brand, it talks about my, my approach to building relationships and community with people and why I use WordPress. I mean, there's so many things. You definitely want that one. I, that one, evaluating a podcast, uh, those, and if you haven't yet created your own WordPress page uh, and are kind of intimidated by it, um, those there's some really great training pr- products. And just so you know, Sean, I am getting ready to build a page here within the next couple of days uh, so that you can actually just click and purchase. But in case that doesn't happen because I'm, I'm so busy with my consulting schedule and even on the Fridays and Mondays that I have open, just things pop up here and there. Uh, but I, I will tell you, email me. I have every single piece of every single one of those available. Here's the good news. All right. The good news is I'm going to start the music so that Stephanie can do her podcast in just a second. But the good news is that all of them are available. They're $100 each. There are one, two, actually there, yeah, there are seven of them there. So you could buy any one of them for a hundred dollars each, but here's the deal. If you buy all of them, you get them for five ninety five, which is an additional 15% discount. So there you go. Anyway, folks, I am finished. I am wrapped up for the week and I am going to go. Stephanie's got the full-time mom podcast that she's getting ready to record live here in the studio. Again, I want to let you know, folks, there is a very high chance that if you leave a voicemail for a podcast answer, man, you could show up with it definitely within the next three episodes. So um, this is probably the lowest I've had on the upcoming questions for podcast answer, man. So give me a call. 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. I'll get to your question here on podcast answer, man. And of course, uh, if you have any other questions, comments, feedback related to the show, you can send that into feedback 
at gspn.tv. God bless you all. Until next time, join the community.